Good evening, happy Monday, and welcome to the Stephen Knight Show. Hope you're having a great one. We're going to try our best to make it better for you tonight. Tonight, we welcome a very talented artist. His name is Jovian. He has a debut album that dropped recently called Jovian 2000 AD. Find out all about his story, his music, and what's to come. Then in Hot Topics, we're breaking down everything everyone's talking about. Of course, we have to talk about the untimely passing of Matthew Perry. You know, He's one of the stars of the uh, hit show Friends. Um, he died at just 54 years old over the weekend. So we'll be talking about that and our thoughts about um, him and his passing. Then um, there is a virtual food critic named uh, Keith Lee, and he travels to different restaurants and leaves a review. Well, he came to Atlanta recently, and he left reviews on uh, two restaurants, including Candy Burris's Old Lady Gang restaurant. And it started a deeper conversation about black owned businesses and just some of their lack of customer service sometimes uh just the different hurdles and hoops you have to jump through uh you know for good service and even be seen sometimes so we'll talk about that and then nsync's uh lance bass bass excuse me he is uh defending justin timberlake after britney spears bombshell um that she released about their relationship and her new memoir, The Woman and Me. Find out uh, why he's saying that we should forgive JT. There's a restaurant in Georgia that has an adult surcharge for adults unable to parent. Find out how much it is and what are the requirements to get this charge. And then congratulations to Magic Johnson. He's now in the Billionaires Club. Find out more about that. More mind all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Of course, our official website is StephenKnightShow.com. Rather, watch us go on our YouTube channel, The Stephen Knight Show. When we come back, the question of the day and hot topics. We're back after this.
Brass man have a spirit of fear, Lucy can't stop me I've been running this race so long that why I keep my top down Never my head cause I can't wear the crown too low Never gon' bow down Everybody out and running games so they pass on me Dream like a op, When I came up, they were whooping but we still on a leash People gon' talk down They gon' in love, cause I still serve the most high No, I won't stop now When I throw signs up, it's not what they said, dog. Know that for H town Roll with a warrant, try not to get caught, but I'm fly Still put the top down Love for the father, make kiss for the fans, yeah Can't switch on y'all now Only sinners walk with grace Pack your bags, follow me home Pray my seeds, turn out winners Keeping that lead when I'm long gone All of my fears can't hold me back Let go of those who did me wrong All of my fears won't hold me back What don't kill me made me strong Ticket out the plan, though. Still on fire for the Lord with a fango. Heard them talking stupid to cut it just like a bango. I've seen the crowd, let me cut the thing real low. I've been looking up high when I feel low. And we still outside with the can folks. I was scraping both sides to the rim, bro. I was walking through church with the trench coat. Sending my ten sent through Venmo. Lord said he'd be back here to memo. That's a cross around my neck, not a crystal. There's a Bible on me, not a pistol. Don't even know what I've been through. Only sinners walk with grace. Pack your bags, follow me home. Pray my Keeping that lead when I'm long gone All of my fears can't hold me back Let go of those who did me wrong All of my fears won't hold me back Cause what don't kill me made me strong You're on the air. Yo, what do you feel when you hear a record like T-Dot's new one? I love T-Dot's new record. Right. But don't you feel like that's him creating uh, tension, choosing to rock the boat? He's talking about white blessings, troubles with this nation, and not in those words. And he's talking about they want to silence him. Peace, world. This is the love king of R&B, Raheem Devon. And you know what it is. Telling you to check out the Stephen Knight Show. Keep it locked right here. And also, listen to my new single, Mr. Midnight, and enjoy the new album, What a Time to Be in Love, available on all digital platforms now. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Hope you're having a great Monday. Uh, tonight, we have a very talented artist joining us, Jovian. He has a brand new, uh, his debut album out, Jovian 2000 AD. So he'll talk about his career and his music. Uh, then Hot Tops breaking down everything everyone's talking about. I want to remind you all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course, our official website, thestevenightshow.com. Join us on our TikTok page. It's starting to pop now, y'all. We appreciate you. If you'd rather watch, go on our YouTube channel, The Stephen Knight Show, uh, and please subscribe and comment. All right, we have merch on our website, so definitely check that out. Um, some good stuff out there, actually. 
All right, make sure that you register to vote. And um, again, we have some elections coming up. I'm already getting flyers in the mail. Uh, so make sure that you are registered. And again, our prayers are with the victims in Israel and Palestine. Um, this war is out of control. And um, we're just praying for all the innocent people having nothing to do with it. All right, family, how y'all feeling on this Monday? Hocking and rolling. <laughs> Look, I had the shock of my life this morning. I almost I had a heart attack. Um, you know, I usually work from home on Mondays. And uh, I wake up, you know, I usually sleep in a little on Mondays, like, you know, where usually I get up at five, Tuesday through Friday to go to the gym. Anyway, so I sleep in on Mondays. And um, I wake up and I have a text from my boss talking about, are you still doing the presentation today? I'm thinking presentation. <laughs> so I look on my calendar and I see it in the afternoon. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm still doing it. So I'm trying to find a presentation, trying to find the information. Um, and turns out it wasn't the presentation. It was a meeting about the presentation. She texted me and said, oh, by the way, it's just a meeting. I was like, because I don't like being not being prepared so but it was a quick little heart racing thing <laughs> well listen i saw you all did some good things over the weekend what'd you do you could Lanier. go uh, so one chica evans uh got us some tickets to see brownstone and raheem devon mm. let me tell y'all something <laughs> Some people put on the show. Oh yeah. Um, but you know, the best part about that night, you know, uh was meeting Brownstone mm -hmm. uh and being able to, you know, chop it up with those wonderful ladies. Um yeah. so special shout out to Nikki because, you know, we had a very, very good conversation. Um, but all of them were just, you know, sometimes you never know. You know when people are at a certain status, right? Um, and they were all just it. They were all just cool. They were nice. They were engaging. Like, so it was a it was a cool. You know, it was a it was a great way to end the night. Mm -hmm. Um, even though after a certain time, you know, we start getting sleepy, right? And, <laughs> and we'd be ready to go home. Yeah. <laughs> but but let me tell y'all something real quick. That Raheem Devon. He had them heifers going. You hear me? Me and Chike Ch both felt uncomfortable. Like, oh, <laughs> this is turning into soft porn. <laughs> but we had a, we had a great time. So I, I I think I thank my brother Chike for you know making that happen. Um, because it was definitely um one of those I get to put it in the the memory box and yeah. get it. And shout out to Raheem Devon. You know, he's a, a friend of the show. He's been on here several times. So that's great that y'all got to go see them perform. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, our question of the day is, what is on, what's something on your bucket list? I'll start with you, Chike. Oh, wow. Um, I'll say, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know you stumped me. Bucket list. I don't ever. I don't think I have a bucket list. Honestly, to be honest, I don't have one. I just do what I like. I do what I feel. Yeah, life you, is too short. Anyway, just do it. Very true. Very true. What about you, Lania? So I know that we, you know, for people who say, "Oh yeah, I have a bucket list and I want to do X, Y, and Z," 
So generally nine times out of 10, when I say I want to do something, then I make a conscious effort to make sure that I do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just going to go a little bit more deeper. What's on my bucket list and my life list is to live as authentically, as genuinely, and as openly and unapologetically as I can mm-hmm. um, without getting arrested. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good goal. <laughs> well, I, I think I think my bucket some of my buckles is go to Ghana. Um I heard that uh I think was it um what's his name? The rapper in Chicago. Um I can't what's his name? Uh married oh. kids. Everybody likes oh, chance. Chance the rapper. He said, if you are a black person, you should go to Ghana and experience yeah. that. I definitely want to uh, go there. All right. Well, let's get into some of these topics. So there's a, a viral food critic and he, um, you know, he's very popular because he goes to different restaurants, travels different restaurants, and he um, does a review. And what he typically does is he orders it um, delivery or orders it takeout. And so he eats it in the car, eats it off site so that he can give a fair evaluation of the food. Um, And he has a lot of followers. So people typically know who he is if he comes into the restaurant. Well, recently he was in Atlanta and he made two stops at um, two different restaurants, one including Candy Birds, his old lady gang. And he gave his uh, feedback. He said, uh, old lady gang, he ended up leaving because he sent his, he was with his wife and um, his mother-in-law and um, his mom. They were going first to be seated, and they told him to be an hour and a half wait. He goes in, and they sit him five minutes. And so he was asking, well, why why did they have to wait, and I didn't? And, you know, they were trying to explain, and he ended up leaving. And so anyway, so he, um, he, he the other restaurant, I can't remember the name of it, but the owner said it was the same situation where they wanted to see them. He said, I don't want any special treatment. I'm a paying customer. You know, I want to wait like everybody else and everything. Um, but um, he ended up same kind of situation. The owner of that restaurant said that they don't know who he is when they apparently try to throw all these perks at him. But I wanted to talk about this because I saw a lot of conversation around this about some of the black on the both with black owned establishments, which we love to support. We even have a seg- segment on here called Black um, Black Business Spotlight. And a lot of times we highlight restaurants. And it's some of the hoops you have to jump through and some of the different, uh, you know, just to get and establish it. They talk about the bad customer service. They talk about um, the long waits. They talk about how a lot of times they serve, they have plastic silverware, the food's overpriced, the drinks are overpriced. And I I thought about last year, um, usually I take a trip for my birthday, but last year I didn't. And so I was trying to do a brunch um, and I was looking at a black film restaurant and I probably went through almost 10 until I found one that can accommodate us. And even that one, they had a rule that they could only use one check. Now, for all the people that were invited, they were only going to pay on one check. Now, I worked around that. I had to have a cash app credit card or card, and I had told everybody to just cash at me, and we paid with that card. But it's like, why do you make it so hard? And even Cardi B waited on a conversation and said that she thinks the restaurants in Atlanta don't even like make money because of the, the some of the uh, things they put people through, the patrons through. She said that when she has people order food for her, a lot of times she just name drops so that she can have a good experience. 
So what are your thoughts? And, I, you know, we're talking about Atlanta here, but, you know, I've been to other places, same kind of situation. I saw this video, this young lady made a video about restaurants in D.C. She says overpriced. That's why she won't go out. Um, Linnea, what are your thoughts on this? So um, Keith Lee has definitely blown up since he started doing the uh, food critic thing. He's yeah. actually a UFC fighter. Mm. Um, and uh, he's very um, he's very <sighs> genuine. Like this is not about bashing those establishments because mm -hmm. he even says it in he all of his it. videos. This yep. I don't want y'all to bash these people. I'm just, you know, giving my honest opinion about my experience. And yours um, can be different. Biggest, and yours can be different, mm -hmm. but it all should be the same for everybody. Right. And um, not when I came to see you, Stephen, but another time when I was in Atlanta, I specifically wanted to go to a particular restaurant because it was black owned. Mm -hmm. um, and I was following the person on social media and I, <laughs> you know, I'm like, all right, I'm here not looking for no, them people don't know me. I don't know them. Right. I'm not looking for no special treatment or nothing. And I, you know, she can't know. I will order a whole bunch of food because I want to, you know, I want to taste the food that I've been seeing on social media. Right. And this one particular time I ordered devil eggs and I went to go bite into that devil egg and it was a nail in my devil egg. Mm. And how did I know? Cause it was a blue fingernail. Mm. And I was like, I need to talk to the owner. Right. And the owner came out and I followed that person he came out, had a whole attitude. Like I, put the nail in there mm -hmm. you need to go in the back and check your peoples and then when he did that oh you trying to get free food when he when before he went to the bank so oh, you trying to get free no I'll, I'll pay for all of this i'm telling you what just happened so when he went in the back and he realized he was wrong uh we're gonna comp you you ain't gotta comp me nothing i'm gonna pay for this and i'm gonna get up out of here mm -hmm. and i stopped following him because I on social media when you when you talk not talk bad but when you voice your you know your displeasure, he has a habit of coming back at people, mm -hmm. and I don't have time for that. Pay my yeah. bill and I rolled out. But I know that one place that Keith went to, he went to the Milk and Honey. Um, yeah, that was other place. I, but I've been to Milk and Honey. The one he went to, I've never went to. Mm -hmm. But there's another Milk and Honey in ATL. And I had an absolute amazing experience. Uh, yeah. But I, I, I do agree that unfortunately with us, I don't know what I don't I don't get it where you have all these rules and regulations, but you also have another story on here that we're gonna get to later about a restaurant enforcing some particular type of rule. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um that they have which is which is crazy but we'll cover that when we get to it so yeah. i these people man i don't yeah. know what they thinking this year i went to houston um for my birthday and we went to this particular restaurant that was known everyone said you must go there they had 40 dollar parking and 60 dollar parking the closer you were to the building 60 dollars, but they don't tell you to get in there and um and it's just like i don't get it even even a place down here, the food was absolutely amazing here in Atlanta. 
But they were so short-staffed. The woman, the hostess who seats you, she had to be the waitress too. And the food was ready because you could see it, but there was no one to come hand it out to the patrons. It's like business, get your business together. But you get what are your thoughts on all this? Uh, I think that when it comes to some of us, sometimes, uh, especially the restaurant tours and even other businesses, they tend to want to be elitist. They tend to want to have some kind of air of exclusion on a class. And what winds up happening is they don't wind up making the money that they think they're going to make. Yeah. And they have to wind up shutting, shutting down. Mm. Uh, there was a restaurant that Lydia and I fell in love with and we thought that that was going to be our spot like for everything. And the food was like beyond wonderful. Mm -hmm. And then like we started noticing little things. Remember Lania, uh, mm -hmm. no one could come in. No one was allowed in if they uh, had uh, marijuana on them, the smell of it at all. So, and, and keep in mind, this person um, was in professional sports at one point in time. So the hip hop community was following this person. Very much. So what happens in hip hop? They smoke weed. So you're just excluding a whole set of clientele that they're not going to come to you, especially after being in the studio, they want to get something to eat. They're not going to come there. Mm -hmm. Then it was an upcharge on every little thing. Like, oh, yeah, they didn't have a liquor license yet. So you can BYOB, but they're charging you to, to actually do that service. They're charging you for the glasses. They're charging you for the ice. They're charging you. It's an upcharge on every little thing. If you yeah. want to have a birthday, you want to bring in your own cake, they're going to charge you for the knife. Yeah. They're going to charge you that. for the plate. It's that. like, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean... So, I mean, if, if, if we're going to have successful businesses for our community, in the community, then make them of the community. Right. Mm. That's true. That's true. I mean, everything you said was correct. <laughs> You're like, you got to do what? You got to pay for what? I mean, it's just like, and we want to support these businesses. We want to. Someone, I saw someone um, made a post today. We want to support, but the customer service sometimes and just the different open this day, close this day, open this weird time. It's like, you're doing the Oh, that part. That, that part. part. That Not part being right open. Yeah, that part right there. Yeah, me listen. Sometimes me and this man be going on a hunt for certain things. <laughs> yeah. the, if the web, if the website say you close at seven o'clock and we get there at five thirty and you close, I got a problem. Yeah, I got a problem. But also, you give me shitty customer service. I'm not tipping you. That's mm -hmm. the thing that that uh, Jay and I we go back and forth about. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm like, I don't want to tip bad customer service or I'm not going to tip you. If you're going to be like, you ain't going to tip me. Cause I've had people say that to me. Oh, you're not yeah. tipping me. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't get no tip. No. And I don't have to explain to you why, but you should already know your customer service skills suck. Mm -hmm. How about everybody take their training that they do at Chick-fil-A. Right. My yes. My pleasure. <laughs> I went to a place uh, last Thursday. Two people, they had a gratuity. <laughs> it took money out your pocket because I will give you more than that. But anyway, all right. Well, do better, y'all, because we want to support. We want to support. Mm -hmm. But Instinct Singer, Lance Bass, um, 
that, excuse me, is coming to the defense of his bandmate Justin Timberlake after all the bombshells that Britney Spears released in her new memoir, The Woman and Me. Uh, Bass is telling all fans to forgive JT, noting Britney did. So on October 24, Britney Spears broke her 20 plus year silence uh, as her new tell all, all hit bookshelves um, everywhere. But before the release of her new memoir, the 41-year-old singer released excerpts that took the internet by storm. Taking back control of her life, uh, Spears not only spoke on her controversial 13-year conservatorship, but also on all of the rock relationships, including that one of ex-boyfriend uh, Justin Timberlake, who's 42. The two began dating in 1999 when she was 17 and he was 18. Uh, they then split in 2002 when JT dumped her via text message. From the experts, uh, Spears not only told fans that she cheated on JT with a choreographer, Wade Robeson, um, after learning that he allegedly cheated on her with a very popular woman. But she also claimed that she got pregnant. I'm sorry, before she got, yeah, got dumped in, uh, in a two-word text message, she got pregnant in the singer's baby, and he told her to get an abortion. She said it was... Um, it was a surprise, but for me, it, was, it wasn't a tragedy. I love Justin so much. I always expected us to have a family together one day. This would just be much earlier than I had expect, anticipated. But Justin definitely wasn't happy about the pregnancy. He said that we weren't ready to have a baby in our lives, and that we were way too young. She added, I'm sure people will hate me for this, but I agreed not to have the baby. I don't know if that was the right decision. If I had left... If it would have been left up to me alone, I never would have done it. And yet Justin was so sure that he didn't want to be a father. On Spears' audiobook released, which is narrated by actress uh, Michelle Williams, she also opened up about her thoughts on JT trying too hard to fit in around Black celebrities. She recalled one time that she and JT were in New York City and ran into R&B singer Genuine, and he allegedly put on a Black scent. Uh, since all of Britney Spears' revelations, JT has caught much backlash with fans uh, swarming his comment section on social media pages and dragging him on Twitter. Now his bandmate Lance Bass, Bass excuse me, is coming to his defense. Speaking with TMZ on Thursday, uh, the 44-year-old singer said everyone needs to forgive Justin Timberlake. He said, look, everyone has their own opinion. I feel like the world is so full of hate right now and we need to practice a little forgiveness. Brittany did. Uh, let's take a note from her. Everyone deserves to, to tell their story. She did. And I hope that the fans can find some forgiveness. Uh, he also revealed that he, that he bought Brit, uh, Spears' memoir and plans to read it. Also joked about copy, copying her and getting Michelle Williams to narrate his own tell-all book, et cetera. So, um, uh, Justin Timberlake hasn't really spoken publicly about this, but um, what are your thoughts? Do you think that, you know, they were young, they were 17, 18, and, and to uh, clear this up, she said that she cheated, but she said the most she did was kiss that guy, Wade Roberts, and she didn't have sex with him. Um, and there, the, people think it's been speculated that the person that he cheated on her with was Christina Aguilera, but she didn't say, she said she wouldn't say the name because the person is married now and has kids. But anyway, uh, Linnea, what are your thoughts on this? Should we all forgive Justin and just take it for what it is? I mean, I don't really. Uh, <laughs> let me go with this. 
talk to me when you know did, did he apologize to Janet I'm trying to say what she said in her documentary. Did he apologize? Did he apologize to her? I believe he did. I think okay. he did, but I think it was to her, not publicly. Yeah, but it, to was, her. it was directly to her. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, if Janet forgave him, all right, cool. I I ain't a Britney Spears fan, so they ain't got nothing to do with me. But I will say this: he was correct in saying that they were too young. So what happens is, you know, <laughs> um that would have changed the trajectory of both of their mm -hmm. uh, careers. And it doesn't sound like he pressured her. He just told her, "I we neither one of us are ready. That was mm -hmm. a true assessment. That was a true statement. Yeah. Just because you get pregnant by somebody doesn't mean you are, you're meant to have their baby. That's mm -hmm. not what that means. And fast forward now, luckily he didn't. Mm -hmm. let's, let's call a spade a spade. Luckily, she doesn't even have custody of the children that she had. Yeah. And I'm the queen of England and all if all she did was kiss somebody. <laughs> all right. And she said she did it after she found out that he had cheated on her. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh Chike, what are your thoughts on this? Um, I mean, I, I don't know what what to think. They were young, they had money, they were in love, they were having a lot of sex. I mean, mm -hmm. it stuff happens. Um I'm glad they both survived. I'm glad they're both still here to tell a story. Mm -hmm. um, it's not in my purview to forgive or not forgive right. uh, Mr. Timberlake. Um, I like him as an artist. I mean, what can I say? Yeah. What are your thoughts on these tell-all books? Um, could you imagine writing a book and I'm sure you're going to offend or upset somebody when you're telling your story. What are your thoughts on this? Either one of you. Oh, I guess... I Chike telling me I should do one, but it's not going to be a book. It's going to be a show. It's going to be a mm. conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have enough dirt. <laughs> but I, you know what? I think that people are taking this speak your truth. I think some people are are just, I don't know, just like with the word, like certain words, people are just overusing certain things. Um, I don't know when it comes to that, like if they reach out to these people that they're going to include. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? To have a conversation because now with be because of the internet, just like now people are going after this man and he's somewhere minding his business. Right. Married with kids. Something that happened a long time ago. Mm -hmm. He married with kids on something that happened a long time ago. So now you've stirred this, you, this hornet's nest. And now he's catching a bunch of flack for something that happened a long time ago. And you just opened it back up. And nine times out of ten, when people do this, this is you get some money, you get some attention, you get whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, so I I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think if I, I think that um I think that people have become so accustomed to this microwave living everything being so instant, everything being mm -hmm. so automatic and fast. And when it comes to people telling their story, I think everyone deserves that right to tell their own story. And I've heard uh, Tony Braxton and Faith Evans both, both speak on this about telling their own stories. 
It's about being careful of intertwining other people's stories with their narrative yep. because that part of the story is not theirs to tell. And so we can all agree that two things can be true at the same time. Mm -hmm. Just because you tell your truth, you know, there is another truth out there that belongs to someone else. And sometimes those stories intersect. But going back to my microwave point, when you when you tell your life story, it's a reflection of the past up until present in, in most cases. People hear stories of the past with their microwave living and it's like now, it's mm -hmm. not now. People have to arrive at where they are. You just yeah. don't snap your fingers and you're there. Yep. There's a growth mm -hmm. and you have to you have to give grace for growth. People, that's why the book is being written so you can learn from some mistakes. Right. Maybe to help shed some light on the situation that you're dealing with. Or maybe you're seeing how someone overcomes something. That's mm -hmm. what I love about those stories. How did you overcome? Right. You're no different than me. We're the same. Yeah. You grew out of a situation. You overcame. You had uh, 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 a tribe, a, a village around you supporting you. You learn different things. Stop judging people on their past. We all have to arrive at something. Exactly. I think if I were to write a book, I would give people a copy of the, the people that are in the story, give them a copy before it hits the shelves. Brace yourself. <laughs> All right. Well, a Georgia restaurant standing strong on a policy for customer dining with children, customer dining with children. A Tacoka Riverside restaurant features an adult surcharge for adults unable to parent. Uh, so Steakhouse recently re uh, enforced the fee when several families dined together at the Waterside location earlier this month. According to Today.com, the owner of Tacoka uh, added a $50 kid fee to each bill at the table. Uh, when the patrons asked for the explanation, the owner said that their kids were being too loud. One of the customers told the outlet the group was made up of four families and there were reportedly 11 children from ages three to eight. Uh, the owner approached the table after dessert by the point, uh, the customer says that some of the children had joined their parents closer to the waterfront area of the restaurant. They said it had the menu in hand, and he's showing us where it stays. So on the menu, it shows you there is a fee if your children, if you can't control your children. Um, instead of the owner informed them of the added fees per bill, in addition to being too loud, um, the customer was allegedly angry about the kids running, oh, the owner was uh, upset about the kids running around the restaurant outside. Uh, meanwhile, the Lindsay says the children were sitting on one end of the table and being so good. She added their well-mannered behavior was even a shock to her. The fact that the kids were being good, she, it shocked her. Um, but what are, you, what are your thoughts on this? So it says as of Friday, the restaurant had a 4.1 rating on Google and features over 2,000 mixed reviews. Do you what do you think, Lynette? You had mentioned this earlier um, in the conversation. What do you think about this rule? Fifty dollars per bill if the kids are deemed unruly or says you can't parent your kids. <laughs> this taps into the conversation about the airline mm -hmm. and wanting to charge those of us who come on without children a fee if we want peace, right? On a flight, um. When you go out to eat, right? Unless it's a, a kid place, 
I don't want to hear a kid screaming while I'm trying to have dinner. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this was really the thing because she's saying that her children weren't and I did look up to see what what color her hue was. Um, so I don't... Part of me says, yes, charge them. They need to know. You need to learn. Then the other part of me is like, Ugh, that's tricky. But if somebody wants to incorporate something in their establishment, one or two things is going to happen. You're either going to abide by it or you're not going to go. Yeah. Period. And that's that's that that person's establishment for him to do. And there, and from what I heard, that's been in place for some time. Like it's not new. Mm-hmm. That's been in place for some time. So, um, you might want to be mindful of your children. Um, because kids do tend to, especially younger ones. Eleven kids. And you had eleven? Yeah, they all weren't just sitting at nobody's table. I don't believe that. <laughs> Ages mm-hmm. three to eight. They were yeah, okay. <laughs> GK, what are your thoughts on this? Is fifty dollars excessive? I, I think that they are allowed to do whatever they want for their establishment. It's up to the patrons. Yeah. If they want to continue to go there or not. I mean, it's as simple as that. But most restaurants, I think that they're in their design, they have areas where they will see families that are away from other people. And, you know, as as a single, yes, I do want peace when I go out. I do not want to hear the children. I don't want to hear the screaming and the crying or uh, ill-behaved Amanda in the corner who can't have her way. Yeah. Well, if it's going to be a deterrent, why not? This this is make a difference because so they were all it was four families on vacation together, Lake Lanier here in Georgia, and it was one of those um, restaurants. That's all this on the news. One of the restaurants off the water, um, like in the woods, right? Yeah, but um, is it to be expected or no? Or no, your kids need to sit down somewhere. No, no. I don't know where the actual thing is. Like, I don't know if it's on their website, which I'm going to look after this. I don't know if it's on their website or on their menu in-house about that particular fee charge. Yeah. It's on the um, menu. They have it on the it's menu. It's on the menu. Because mm-hmm. some, some of the reviews that I saw, they were all good. So yeah. I, I guess you got to dig into, you know, dig into more in regards to where the negative reviews yeah. were and what those were about. Right, but I don't know if anyone else has complained to this extent. Mm-hmm. Um, if not about the food, I think most of the negative reviews were probably about the food from mm-hmm. what I saw. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I know if I have 11 kids that I'm responsible for, we're not going to this restaurant. <laughs> and and if they said it, the kids were running around like they say they were, that's a whole nother issue. That's yeah. a whole insurance yeah. issue that turns into something else. That no matter what kind of restaurant that is. <laughs> yeah, like you're not even supposed to be running around. And then if one of them fell in that water, then what? Mm-hmm. Then you want to try to hold the respond the um restaurant responsible for something happening. No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, real quick. So um congratulations to Magic Johnson. He is now um uh net worth his net worth is now one point two billion dollars. He's the fourth athlete to reach this uh milestone. You know, the highest one is uh MJ. But um, some sad news over the weekend. Matthew Perry um, and Sally passed away at 54. Um, he was best known for his iconic role as Chandler Bing on the show Friends. 
He was found unresponsive in his jacuzzi at his home and appeared to have drowned. According to sources, there were no illicit drugs on the scene and foul play was not suspected um, in his passing. So I heard they finished the autopsy, but they're still waiting on the um, the uh, toxicology report to see if there were any drugs in the system. He had struggled um, for decades with um, substance abuse, which he talked about in his memoir last year, but he said he was clean. Um, they said that he wasn't the happiest he's been in his life. He was playing pickleball twice a day. But I will say TMZ showed a picture of him today recently, and he didn't look good in that picture at all. But, um, but you know, he said one thing he did say um, when he dies, he said in an interview last year, I want to be known that I would help others because he was known he had turned his home into like a, a um a rehabilitation facility for people and that if someone came to him and said that I can't stop drinking can you help me I would definitely do it and follow up with you so he wanted to be known for that before being known for friends but his um castmates they released a statement a joint statement to people magazine just saying how devastated they were and how they were um they were more than cast they were a family and so um they just asked for some privacy during this time but what are your thoughts when you saw? I was kind of shocked when I saw this. What were your thoughts, um, Chica? Um, I can't say that I was really a Friends fan. I didn't yeah. watch it like that. Mm -hmm. Of course, I became fans of individual mm -hmm. uh, actors on the show yeah. because of their popularity on the show. But yeah, um, it was a shocker. You know, I thought he was going to be one of the ones that you know went into old age. Yeah. I was actually waiting for him to have a. a a resurgence mm -hmm. you know it seems like everyone else has you know stepped away and then come back you know jennifer anderson's back mm -hmm. um courtney cop she's back you yep. know and i was waiting for you know him to start coming back and being out there again but um yeah you know god rest his soul rest his soul yeah i um today i just happened to click on it um his interview with diane sawyer last year promoting his book and it talked about how extent his drug use was and his alcohol abuse, you know, it was just, it was scary. It was scary. Um, but he was, he was able to, you know, he didn't miss any lines. He didn't miss any shows, but he said that they showed him different clips and he could see, he said, if you, if he was really skinny, he was abusing the meds and he was big is because he was drinking a lot, but the way he got started using the opioids is he hurt himself on set of a movie and they gave him that and that's what caused that to happen. But um everyone that that speaks to him says how nice he was and how um Sherry Shepard talked about today how when she was a guest star in that show, he was the first one to come out in the trailer and greet her and welcome her. Um so yeah, Linnea, what are your thoughts on this? Um I mean uh, condolences to to his family. Yeah. Um, and you know you know, unfortunately, what people don't realize is that when you abuse, when you abuse drugs in that manner, just because you stop doesn't mean you haven't done the damage to your body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and you don't know the long term effects of that. Mm -hmm. That's like when when they used to say, like when people would do crack, mm -hmm. they would, you smoked up your heart doing that crack. Yeah. You've now yeah. You've now smoked your heart away mm -hmm. by doing crack, and you know, just like now with with meth, and you know, you see these people and what they used to look like, yeah, 
and then you see them now and it's like they don't see what everybody else sees mm -hmm. yeah. they don't see the deterioration um not just on the outside but on the inside but they keep it's like you're killing yourself purposefully every mm -hmm. day every day and just yeah. because you stop you've already started the process of killing yourself mm -hmm. and you don't know what that's going to do to you you know what i mean so i you know it's it's rough it's rough um it's yeah because i think his was a cardiac arrest mm. so it, it's definitely rough um you know so condolences yeah. Again, our thoughts and prayers are with him, his family, and uh, and his fans all over. Well, listen, Lania, thank you so much for Hot Topics, Chief KC, and Blue Reviews. And when we come back, our interview with Joe Beyond, right back after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Kimmy from Love and Marriage Huntsville, and I'm here on the See the Night Show. Welcome back to the See the Night Show. Our next guest is a pop soul singer songwriter who recently released his debut album, Jovian 2000 AD. Please help me welcome the very talented Jovian. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me, man. Most definitely, most definitely. So first of all, congratulations on the new album, your debut album. Uh, let's take it back, though. So you're originally from Brooklyn um, and uh, you're uh, Puerto Rican and Portuguese. So tell yeah. us how all of that um, contributes to the type of music in your style. That's a great question. Um, I would say New York for sure, obviously, birthplace of hip hop and hip hop yeah. is like the foundation in everything I do. Uh -huh. um, but I would say, yeah, I think I didn't have Internet to like really, really late in life. Mm -hmm. So my exposure to music wasn't beyond like just Kanye, Eminem, Nelly, Linkin yeah. Park. So I would say definitely more on just being in New York uh, definitely influences my sound a lot, just in the, the hip hop sense. And uh, yeah, once I got the internet, my mind kind of exploded. And like within the first month, I found The Weeknd, Tyler Crater and Frank Ocean, who are like obviously important artists for me. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, just having, I, I went to acting school for 11 years, so that has a big influence on me as well. Yeah, most definitely. Now, you, uh, I read that you um, did deal with some mental health challenges growing up. Um, and, and so you're living proof of how you can come out of that. What were some of the things you did to, to combat those mental health challenges and to get to where you are today? Great question. Um, yeah, I think growing up, despite living in New York, I didn't have a lot of friends. So mm. uh, a lot of outlets that I thought would be there weren't, which is great because like now like New York is, like pushes so many different arts on you, at least at the yeah. time. So I was able to have a lot of outlets. But there was a specific time in 2013, I was sitting on the toilet and I had a thought of like, oh man, like I should get on Lexapro. And immediately, immediately I was like, yo, either I'm going to kill myself right now or I'm choosing happiness because there's yeah. no way I'm going to be a slave to this, not only pharmaceuticals, but this faux sense of happiness when not only have I not achieved anything, but I haven't healed anything. It's kind of just a mm -hmm. band, -aid, but band-aids are physical. So it wasn't even a band-aid. And in yeah. that moment, I knew to choose happiness and I just trusted like whatever I was feeling. And, no, you know, no matter where you lie on the spectrum of your beliefs. Right. You know, sure. Most people believe we're more than just this, you know. So right. I understood yeah. that even though this is feeling something, I'm so much more than that. And right. there is an outlet, an artistic outlet for every single sensation you feel. And like self-harm, drugs, alcohol is never the way. So I understood mm -hmm. that like immediately on that toilet seat. And I've just made sure, <laughs> you know, through the music, I am the living proof that yeah, there totally. is the other side, you know? Yeah, yeah. A lot happens on the toilet, like, outside, you know, outside of doing that. But yeah. thank you. I, I know that. 100%. 100%. <laughs> so you said you went to acting school for 11 years. When did you know that you wanted to, to shift it to music? Uh, that's a great question. Um from 2009 to 2017, I was creating music all behind the scenes, okay. acting, and I didn't drop my first song until 2017. So I knew that music was always going to be a big part of what I do. But um, yeah, I guess it was a mixture of an acting school. They they gave a lot of labels and a lot of uh, definitions to things I was naturally doing. So it kind yeah. of made me get in my head a little bit, like, and gave me you know too much. It was too analytical. And uh, on top of that, when I got out of college, I found that 
because of just my appearance. And I only had this tattoo at the time, but they were wow. only interested in casting me as like hippies or drug addicts or like drug mm. uh, dealers. Um, mm. And I was just like, yeah, like, okay. Cause even, there is stage makeup. So like I've done it before where I hide this, but the, the, they right. were close minded. But I was like, yeah, like I, I don't want to be resentful and bitter towards acting because it's a beautiful, yes. you know, uh, outlet for me. So I decided, yeah. I decided as soon as I graduated, if I'm not auditioning for Hamilton on Broadway, I'm going to be in the studio making music. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I just I chose music ever since, and I'll go back to it. It's just you yeah. know, once this platform allows me to not be a drug addict or a hippie. Right. Exactly. It's, <laughs> it's crazy how they they. They do that. They pigeonhole people and they have this idea of who they think the person should be. Um, but let's talk about the, the album, uh, your debut album, Jovian 2000 AD. First of all, when you finally released it, how did it feel? Uh, relief. Yeah. Because I think up until, and I'd, I'd been working on it since like the tail end of COVID and quarantine. Okay. So the idea of putting out music and obviously I only put out the things that I love and that I know are, are the best versions of myself, but putting right. out music between these last three years and knowing that people haven't heard like the best of the best, because I had to wait for the album to be in the right place to release was so right. frustrating for me. Um, so for it to finally be out, especially from the first single to the album, um, mm -hmm. so much relief. Cause it kind of like, I, I was like hiding a secret that I, that I right. didn't to let out, you know? So yeah. yeah, I was so happy it's out now. It's a 10 song project. So how did you know when it was complete? Okay. I'm finished. I've done all I'm going to do with this project. Now it's time to put it out. How'd you know that for yourself? Oh, great question. Um, I think at first I had finished it and it was nine songs in 2021. Okay. okay. I went to LA with my old manager at the time, this incredible guy, his name is Shamani XL, and he's done okay. incredible things in hip hop with 50 Cent, Bobby Shmurda, Travis Scott. So he got me in the rooms with some big producers in mm -hmm. LA and I was playing songs like the big one, Laserdisc, yeah. and no one was responding, you know? But then I would play like more poppy, like songs I wrote in like 15 minutes compared uh -huh. to songs that take me years to make. Right. And they respond to that. So I, I pulled Shaw aside after one of the sessions, like, yo, like, like, I know I'm not trash, but like, are they not messing with the music? Like, why are they responding <laughs> to simple shit, simple stuff? I'm exactly. sorry. And not, not like the, the stuff that really is Jovian. And he said, mm -hmm. no, it's not that they they don't like it. It's that they can't do it. They're not right. responding because they can't create whatever you created, which is mm -hmm. crazy. Cause like, I'm in the room with people who, who've created records with artists I look up to, or that I have, you know, dreams of working with. So that blew my mind to a point where I was like, okay, like I need, if those, those are artists that are doing that, the regular regular people aren't going to resonate with it. So yeah. I went back and made another album that was more pop rap focused, just more simplistic, just to get my feet wet and get people to introduce it introduced to me. Um, mm -hmm. So then in doing that, I added, I took some songs away and added some more songs into Jovi in 2000 AD. And yeah, it just felt like since I'm an actor and there's like this arc of a storyline I want to tell, um, 10 songs just felt perfect. You know, five yeah. kind of like alternative R&B-ish and then five alternative hip hop. And I felt yeah. like that perfect showcase of who I am and the story I want to tell. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I know your recent single is Ocean and yeah. you have the, uh, the visuals for those that are out as well. Tell us about that single and why now put that one out. Uh, yeah, it's a great question. Um, I felt like the first two singles were like 
very strong and like uh yeah. they, I feel like a lot of my music isn't necessarily music to just like sit back and vibe and like like lose your mind to. A lot of my music is like, you know, you have to pay attention. Right. So for the third single before the album dropped to have like a more, I don't like to use the word vibe, but like more of a track you could vibe to and just like very easy to act to yeah. get accessible. So in turn, I wanted the music video to be more abstract. So yeah, yeah. That's where that came from. Um, but yeah, I just I love the idea of um the only straightforward track on the album being this like plea uh to the moon, you know, essentially like you know, in in that specific situation and others like it, there are, there are times when we are uh, really infatuated with someone, but like they're not attainable. So I thought right. I love the idea of like you know that's like loving the moon because you could see it. There's nothing you right. can do, you know. Yeah, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. So it's out there. What do you want fans, listeners to know about you when they listen to that Tim track on on the, on the project? Mm, great question. Um, what do I want them to know? Um, I guess ultimately, uh, I love the idea of share, like, one being vulnerable, which I don't have a choice in, like going to acting school, like either you're vulnerable or you get kicked out. Exactly. So I'm not choosing vulnerability, but I'm choosing for, I'm, a, I'm, I'm showing people that it is a choice, one. Right. And right. Uh, also showing people like, yo, like some of the crazy things that we think are alien like a lot of people feel it and think it and uh you know just reminding people like of course you're special but a lot of your feelings aren't special they're very universal and mm -hmm. there's people there you can talk to or things that you can be supported by that uh yeah. allow you to have outlets in those things so i think that and then ultimately just on the more ego side of things like i just want people to be able to have access to like high taste level music where mm -hmm. the the lyrics, the vocals, the rap, the flows and the sonics, the instrumentals and the way it's packaged is all yeah. at such a high level that mm -hmm. I'm not sacrificing or compromising on anything just to show other people like, hey, you can you can enjoy other stuff. Not everything is so deep, but at exactly. the end of the day, like this art stuff it's not serious, right? Because we live in America, like we're not in some war-torn country, but also right. like this is life. Like I would die if it wasn't for this. So like, mm -hmm. you know, get your taste up and right. oh, like, hey, here's, here's, here's music that is accessible. There's no drug, alcohol, gun violence, degrading anything. Um, and uh, it's still enjoyable and it's still like something yeah. that is progressive, you know? Absolutely. The album's titled Jovi in 2000 AD. Where can we keep up with everything you have going on? Uh, I would say my main platform is Instagram. So it's just my name, Jovian, J-O-V-I-A-N. Um, I have a lot of stuff on YouTube that it's like goes beyond music, a lot of vlogs and kind of more into like the personal side of things that okay. aren't so cinematic and stuff, which is just yeah, yeah. Jovian. Um, I know they have handles on there now. So it's Jovian Records, if that comes up, I'm not sure. Um, and then, yeah, TikTok uh, is Jovian 2.0. And uh, yeah, yeah. And you can just find that where, wherever you stream your music. It's just my name, Jovian. And uh, yeah, my DMs are always open. I love talking to people, especially about, I mean, it doesn't have to be about the music, but I love talking about the music. <laughs> I answer everybody. All right. Well, listen, our thanks goes out to Jovian for joining us tonight. His debut album, Jovian 2000 AD. It's available wherever you buy your music. 
And for more information, go to our website, thestephenisshow.com. We'll be right back after this.
you gave to me Ain't nothing but a memory Thought you weren't big on telling dreams But what you sold ain't reality Almost regretted I gave you the key To my heart I had locked up for keys Can't look to you for the remedy Stephen Knight show. Adam, I see you in full Halloween uh, costume mood. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I am here representing Super Grover for this Halloween. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I dressed up over the weekend. I was a um, vampire. Um, but I had bought things on Amazon. They didn't fit. And then they were way too white. They made my teeth like they were yellow. And then... <laughs> And so then I went to uh, Walmart and bought some Friday because I was going to a party Friday night. And it was one pack left. Um, and it came like, it was like other stuff in there, but you could tell it, it already been, it had been returned because there was uh, tape. But, oh. the fang, but the fangs weren't opened at all. That's all I needed. So I get the fangs out, put the adhesive on. Then all the stick. <laughs> they stick to my hands though. So no things, no things. <laughs> but uh, uh but do y'all have any plans for Halloween tomorrow? Uh so for us, yeah, we're gonna we're hoping to have some trick-or-treaters. Uh we had 
pretty much up in the 80s all weekend and now yeah. the weather's dropping to like the 50s Same here. so yeah yeah it's it's crazy but we're hoping uh we get some some kiddos to come by and uh yeah we'll be hanging out for them chicken yeah. anything no no plans for me i did all my running around uh this past weekend yeah i just feel bad i remember one day uh one year i came home from work and I was literally, literally laid across my bed. I hear my doorbell ring. And I'll go on the ring camera and I see this little girl dressed up. <laughs> I turn the camera over. Right back to sleep. Oh, come on, Stephen. <laughs> have you no heart? I didn't have any candy. <laughs> ah, you could have found something in the fridge. <laughs> I thought she was all dressed up and it all pink. <laughs> but um, Adam, on a serious note, we talked about this in Hot Topics about the past of Matt Perry. Um, Matthew Perry. What what were your thoughts um, on his passing? Yeah, it was it was pretty shocking. I remember I was at a Halloween party actually when I read the news uh, over the weekend. Uh, yeah, fifty four, so young. Um, so it uh, yeah, it's tragic and it's kind of sad. And I know a lot of people are coming with the outpouring. And he was a really good part of Friends. I think he was my favorite character over the series. So he would uh, be sarcastic. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I just it just runs in the blood, but uh, <laughs> yep, yeah. So yeah, it's sad to hear, uh, and uh, it's crazy to think again. You know, it can happen at any time, and I know he had a history um, with drugs and everything already, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, I'll let you all take it away with uh, movie views. Sure thing. So I got around to seeing two things over the weekend. Uh, the first is the latest Netflix Netflix film, Pain Hustlers. And this stars Emily Blunt, uh, Chris Evans, Andy Garcia, Catherine O'Hare. And this follows the story of some drug sales reps and a drug company that starts to sell fentanyl. A, uh, uh, to help with cancer patients. And it's a under-the-tongue spray that they've marketed and started to kind of grow into this whole series. And along the way, we learned that, and this is, uh, I, I should say, this is nothing new. You know, we've seen Dope Sick. We've seen the other Netflix series about the Sackler family. Um, the opioid crisis is kind of front and center in a lot of the news. So we're well aware of this. This is nothing new in that sense. But uh, the story is based on real events and a real company that did have these practices, which we learned with the pharmaceutical industry, where they have sales reps come and they either, you know, kind of do a kind of a pay system, maybe some under the table things. Uh, and what this company did was they were really big on the speaker program, which is having a, they paid a doctor to come out and speak to other doctors to promote their drug. Uh, and get everyone to sign up and start promoting this uh, type of fentanyl medication for cancer patients. Um, and of course, as we know, with all these companies, then they want more money, they want more commissions, and they start doing off-label where they're starting to recommend it to people with migraines or any kind of other pain as pain relief. And eventually... In the story, it's one person, but in real life, it's it's kind of based on a lot of people. But Emily Blunt's character will eventually go in, and she's going to act as the whistleblower. You know, she starts getting unconscious and realizing what's happening. And we see kind of the rise and fall of this company along the way. Uh, so I would say, you know, this this is it's a fine watch. Again, if you've seen the story before, you've you've had your fill on all these kind of stories with uh, Dope Sick and other things. And those are uh, better on that sense than you're not getting anything new with Pain Hustlers. But I will say what 
was really good is Emily Blunt does a great job. Actually, the whole cast does a great job. They really did, um, you know, they kind of give it their all. They really, you can really feel the characters. And this is star power here. You know, we have Chris Evans, we have Catherine O'Hare, Andy Garcia. I didn't even recognize him. Uh, for halfway through the movie because he plays the uh, eccentric owner of the drug company. And then I'm like, this guy is so familiar. And I looked him up and uh, yeah, Andy Garcia, which I haven't seen in a long time either. So if you have Netflix, you're looking for something different to watch. Uh, I would recommend it. But again, you're not getting anything that's kind of breaking ground or giving you any any surprises per se. Um, okay. Yeah. And then the next thing I saw, and you know, I usually stay away from the horror movies, but I decided to check out Five Night at Freddy's. I mentioned this uh, a little while ago, and it's actually streaming on Peacock. So if you have Peacock, they released it in the theaters, and they also released it on Peacock. You can watch this right now. And this is based on a video game from 2014 where there's a security guard, and his job is to watch these. Uh, this is like a kind of a Chuck E. Cheese knockoff. Uh, these animatronics go around and his in the game your job is to stay alive so you have a security camera footage and you have some tools and you have to keep yourself isolated from the animatronics that walk around at night and are attempting to kill you so they turned this into a movie and the movie's a little more fleshed out of course and it stars josh hutchinson who if you remember the hunger game series he stars as PETA. And he is a, a man with kind of some issues. He's trying to resolve some of his past. And he gets offered this night shift job at this, of course, Five Night, uh, this Freddy Fizzbomb, the Chuck E. Cheese ripoff. And while he's there, he has to kind of learn about what's going on with the animatronics. And his little sister comes along, too. And that's when things kind of get a little creepy. Actually, it gets creepy the whole way in. So, again... For me, I'm not used to the horror genre. I think, you know, what jump scares you're getting, you're knowing the creepiness you're going to get into these types of movies. But I will say it's 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 a fine movie. They, you know, I think it dips a little bit into the lore of like why these animatronics are possessed or why they're evil or why they're moving around. Uh, but we don't really dig too much into it. It jumps into more of like, okay, let's throw all these characters into this creepy situation at a abandoned fun center and have the animatronics come to life and i think again i've never played the game but i think they did a great job of like having the faithful representation of these uh characters um and yeah i i thought it was fun uh again if you're a five night at freddy's fan already you're gonna love this movie it's gonna hit all the marks for you and if you're looking for an easy kind of it, this wasn't too scary wasn't like over the top it wasn't like anything that i'm gonna you know hopefully have nightmares about but um it's um yeah it's i think worth a watch if you like that kind of genre was it comedic scary at all was it like kind of so i think i think it tried to be but for me nothing was like that silly and i mean okay. the animatronics you know there's a bear there's a rabbit there's a fox you know there's a little chicken uh or a chick and I think, I guess it could be funny in some senses, but yeah, I, I don't know. And maybe that's where I missed the mark too of understanding, like, were they trying to be like one of those horror scary uh, or horror comedy things or like cheesiness? I couldn't tell. I think they were, they, they had a story and then they had a premise and it just, it got, it scratched the surface of all of that without actually giving you too much. Okay. All right. Well, I too stuck with the, the horror genre and, uh, 
saw a film called The Devil's Workshop. It's streaming now on uh, Amazon Prime. And it stars Timothy Granaderos, Jada Mitchell, and Emil Hurst. And um, one thing about Emil Hurst is he has a way of starring in certain films in these small roles, but the film itself is very poignant. And I've I've just been noticing that in his trajectory. So I kind of pay attention to when he's in a film and especially if he's not starring in it, it just makes me have more interest in it. Like, why did he pick that? Because he's, a, he's an excellent actor and I do trust his judgment. Mm -hmm. So this film is a story of a, a desperate and starving artist who's navigating uh, his starving artist career. And basically he comes across a role to play a demonologist. And Emil Hurst's character is like his arch nemesis when it comes to acting. They're both in the same acting class. And Emil Hurst's character has had early on success, like when he was a kid. So he's kind of known in the industry, but he's also like the biggest dick. But, you know, people know his name. And so that's his like arch nemesis. And he's up for the role of the demonologist along with Emil Hurst's character. So basically he decides to go seek out a real demonologist to get some education and to go through some type of boot camp and how to do an exorcism. People, let me just say this. I don't play with the tarot cards and the soothsayers and the people that are gonna read your fortune or look through a crystal ball because a lot of the stuff is fake. But you have some people out here who are very gifted in that realm. I don't play with that stuff. No one's going to pray over me or do anything on me or to me without my knowledge of what's going on. And this man in this film went down a dark road for the sake of his art. And it didn't end too well. It wasn't mm -hmm. such a good time for him. The movie was actually pretty good. And it kind of reads uh, in a poetic sense and how far would an artist go for your art? How far is too far? What is your sacrifice when it comes to achieving your goals and your dreams? How far will you go? It's pretty sure. interesting. Yeah. Check it out. Amazon Prime. And I do like Emil Hirsch. You're right. Like, I don't think we see him enough, but when we do, it's really <laughs> good. And his, his acting in this is really brilliant. When you get, you'll totally get this as an actor, Adam. You'll totally get it. So if you watch it and you see his delivery of his character and, and where he's going with it, he, he's brilliant. And then please watch the credits. If you watch the movie, watch the credits as it's, you know, the out credits because there's scenes with him on his smartphone being in character, you know, like on like kickback time as yeah. that character. It's pretty interesting. Pretty Fun. interesting. Yeah. So check it out. It's a pretty interesting film. Um, I don't know necessarily that you'll be surprised, but the storyline is pretty deep. Nice. Oh, and and I'm watching uh, Gen V. The finale's coming up, and it came up pretty fast, but that's what happened when shows are really good. They tend to just, they burn through a season. Mm -hmm. uh, the morning show, of course, watching Goosebumps on Hulu. And delicate on the FX. Awesome. Your morning show is good again. Does it never uh, mm -hmm. does yes, it fail? Steven, I'm still waiting for you to send me that login. 
<laughs> Not on air. <laughs> yeah, send it to me afterwards. <laughs> and then uh Dick Brother. It's getting down to the final five. And uh this one lady, they call her Mama Fee on there. She's she's probably the oldest woman there. She's probably in her late fifties. Um, but she's lasted this long. She's been on the block six times, but she always um comes off, is able to come off the block. But it's time for her to go now. Cause she's playing a messy game. <laughs> playing a messy game. And I like her, but mm-mm. Time to go. Time to go. But, um, yeah, stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for Big Brother. But um, I didn't watch anything um, really um, other than Morning Show and Big Brother. But anything coming down the pipeline you're excited about? Nothing really. The killer, that movie I mentioned, the David Fincher movie, uh, is mm-hmm. – coming up soon and actually i read online and it's so crazy these schedules of you know five nights at freddy released the same day on peacock or roughly the same day on peacock but it was the number one movie in the box off over the, over the weekend so people are going to the theaters again this movie released just recently but it's also just going to go to netflix in like two weeks so uh you know that's the whole conundrum. Do I just wait it out? Do I go in? We'll see. Uh, I think some movies are worth going to the theater for. Uh, and some just happen to come right into the streaming so soon. So that's that's on my list. Yeah. Yeah. Get- I, don't, I, don't, I don't have anything on my list just yet. I'm not right. looking at anything in particular. Well, thank you for letting us know what to spend our time and money on what not. Have a great week. We'll see you next uh, Monday. Thank you. We'll be right back after this. She say it's real. She say it's real. I don't know. She say it's real. She say it's real. Real. Big booties need a two. Come here, let me touch it. Let me see if it's true. Big booties need a two. Big booties need a two. It's magic in the city and I'm just trying to cop a feel Minus 12, you got sex appeal and I pay to play It ain't tricking, you know I got it The way you bop it, make me drop it like 10 bands Damn, I'm spinning on you, spinning on you Designer, no stars, you got to access yours You shaking on guard and I'm standing up Watching you throw it back, I need more of that silk shake Hold up, wait, it's a it's a bop, it's a bop, 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 bop From the hood to Hollywood We gon' bop, 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 bop Get your bag, baby Get your bag, baby Get your bag, get your bag, get your bag, baby It's a bop, it's a bop, it's a bop, 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 bop From the hood to Hollywood We gon' bop, 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 bop Get your bag, baby Get your bag, baby Get your bag, get your bag, get your bag, baby You got all my intention Kinda filler, ass on dummy, man. I got a driller. Okay. Beat it up, might 
Jack, now she walk like Thriller Strippers thicker in Atlanta, I'm like, what it do? She in my ear like Toke, I never had a Philly, boo The way she twerking, I'ma fly her out to Philly too From the hood to Hollywood, you know how Philly do it's a bop, 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 bop From the hood to Hollywood We gon' bop, 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 bop Get your bag, baby Get your bag, baby Get your bag, get your bag Get your bag, baby It's a bop, it's a bop It's a bop, 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 bop From the hood to Hollywood We gon' bop, 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 bop Get your bag, baby Get your bag, baby Get your bag, get your bag Get your bag, baby You got all my intention Hi, this is Miss Robbie from Welcome to Sweetie Pies, and you're listening to The Stephen Knight Show. Welcome back to The Stephen Knight Show. Now it's time to highlight our Black-owned business. Tonight, we're highlighting Prue Apparel, and this is based on the website where it says, In 2014, after months of civil unrest, our founder felt a desperate need for safety, freedom, peace, and change. Continuous thoughts of self-love, Community, sisterhood, and unity consumed her days. The desire to create something uh, that her community could count on and be supportive of was the goal. Pro Apparel is that vision of tangible, wearable form. So this is all things wellness. Again, it's Pro P-R-U Apparel. There'll be a link in the bio of this video. I want to thank Jovian for joining us today. Don't forget his new album, debut album, Jovian 2000 AD, is available wherever you buy your music. Have a great week. Be safe tomorrow for Halloween if you celebrate. We'll see you again next Monday. Good night. Get there, just believe we're gonna do a two step.